Welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast, where we unpack what it's really going to take to close the gender gap in the workplace. Here is your host, leadership coach and diversity consultant, Andrea Jansen. This episode is sponsored by Duckish Natural Skincare. I am super excited that they have jumped on board to sponsor the show because I actually know Carolyn Crew, the founder, personally. A couple of years ago, before there was a Reignite Your Ambition coaching program, before there was a workshop, before there was an ambitious everyday journal, I had an idea for an exercise to help people get clear on what drives their ambition so that they could set goals, feel fulfilled, and have something to strive for. So before I could do that, I actually had a group of entrepreneurs that I knew and I asked them if I could test the exercise on them. So I asked Carolyn, what is the something that you're striving for? What drives your ambition? What motivates you to get up every day and go to work? And she said 2%. And I didn't really expect an answer like that. And I asked her to explain. And she said that only 2% of women entrepreneurs actually reach a million dollars in annual revenue in their businesses. And that is what motivated her to start Duckish Natural Skincare. They have lotion sticks, lip balm, baby products, and bath products. They're really innovative. And my favorite product is their lotion stick. It looks like deodorant, but it's actually lotion. So you just rub it on your legs, you rub it on your arms, your hands, your face. You can even use it as a lip balm. And I love it because it's solid. And when I travel, I can keep it in my carry-on and I don't need to worry about having too much liquid to get through security. And for all of the Diversity at Work listeners, Duckish is offering you 15% off of your order. So you need to head to duckish.ca, that is D-U-C-K-I-S-H, .ca and enter the promo code diversity at work at checkout and you will get 15% off of your order. The way I see it is that if you need to buy lotion anyways, might as well buy it from a women-owned business so that you can do your part to close the gender gap. They ship to the US and Canada, so head to duckish.ca and enter the promo code diversity at work and you will get 15% off. Hello, welcome to the Diversity at Work podcast. It's Andrea Jansen here. And on today's episode, we are going to be unpacking the topic of why women don't always support other women. I hear it all the time from people. They say things like, my boss says they support women, but they don't actually walk the talk. Or I can't believe this woman did this to me. But the thing is, this is a real challenge in the workplace and it's easy to point the finger at other people. But I want you to listen up today because before you start pointing the finger at other people, calling them out for not supporting other women, I want you to look at yourself. And I am gonna share with you a story today of when I got, I fell into that trap of thinking about scarcity, about not celebrating another woman's success, and I want to share with you how I got out of it. But before we dive into my story, I want to start with the research. So I want to share with you a study that I read. It is from 2017. It was done at the University of Texas at Austin, and it's called Does Diversity Value and Behavior Result in Diminished Performance Ratings for Non-White and Female Leaders? So at the beginning of this study, there's actually a lot of information 
in this study. We're just going to talk about what was shared at the beginning, but it explains why women don't support other women and why sometimes people of color don't always support other people of color. And it's just another way that unconscious bias shows up in our culture today. So in the study, this is what it says. One way to potentially reduce the status and power gap is to place women and non-white leaders in high status, high power positions in the hope that these leaders will empower other women and non-whites. So what they found out when they looked at the numbers was that promoting demographic minorities into top leadership positions has actually been shown to have some unfortunate side effects. In fact, powerful minorities have been found to actively oppose the advancement of their fellow minority group members. Whoa, right? That's a big one. Possibly because they feel threatened by fellow members of their demographic groups or because once demographic minorities break into higher status ranks, they wish to retain their status by denying it to others. Now that is a loaded couple sentences. So I want to explain it in kind of layman's terms a little bit. So it's this idea that the workplace doesn't have a lot of female leaders. So if you look at the numbers, there are more men in leadership positions than there are women. This is just a fact, the same thing for minorities, but today on this podcast, we're going to talk about women, but the same principle applies to minorities, but I'm going to focus on women today. Um, It's kind of like when you make it, so you're working so hard, you're climbing that corporate ladder, you get to that level, to that senior level, and you look around and you're like, great, I made it. And you're looking around you and you're seeing that there's not many people like you. So maybe you are one of a few women that have reached it to that status. And you look around you and it's been a lot of work to get there and you automatically go into protection mode. So it's like, I need to protect my success because it was so hard for me to get here and it's going to be really, it's, it was hard and there's not a lot of people at this same level that I am. So I need to be in protection mode because if more people come, that means it's going to take away from what I have. And I want to be really clear that people don't think of this consciously. So it is not like you are actively trying to protect yourself. This is all happening unconsciously because you you don't even realize that you're doing this. You just see around you that there's not a lot of people like you and you want to protect what you have. So that is unconscious. And some of these behaviors, like women not supporting other women, are based on that idea. It's based on the idea of scarcity mindset. So it's the idea that if somebody has what I have, it takes away what I have. It's the idea that, you know, her success is going to take away from my success. Not that her success could add to my success or her she can be successful and I can be successful and it's not actually going to take away from my ability to be successful. And that's where we really get stuck. And that's where those kind of bad behaviors show up where you're pointing the finger and saying, you know what, she doesn't support me. She doesn't support other women. And people, when you do this, you don't actually realize you're doing it. You're not doing it on purpose. It's just the way our culture has been. There's not a lot of women in leadership. So it's been, it's a scarcity mindset. There's not that many there. And so if I make it, I need to protect. So that's kind of what's happening, um, kind of behind the scenes in our brains. 
So I want to take it down to me because this showed up for me a couple months ago and it wasn't a very pleasant experience when it showed up. So a couple months ago, I met a woman named Natalie Oldfield and we became friends. And when I met her, I told her I was working on this article that was going to be in Forbes and I was really excited about it. And I started to tell her about it. And she asked me, Andrea, how did you get in Forbes? And so I decided to give her that opportunity, right? Because I want to support other women. I want other women to be successful. And so I showed her how to do that. So I created that opportunity. I opened the door for her to become a Forbes expert as well. And she wrote an article. And what happened was that her article actually got published on Forbes.com before mine did. And I was working really hard on this article and she emailed me the article when it came out and she was all excited, scared, all those feelings that you get when you play bigger, when you put yourself out there, when you put your message out into the world on a larger scale. She was feeling all of those things and she reached out to me and my immediate reaction was, I can't believe I helped her. What have I done? Like, she's getting this before me. That is not fair. I should not have shown her how to do this. I made a big mistake. That was my gut reaction. And a couple minutes later, I allowed myself to kind of sit in that for a little bit. And then I started to feel ashamed. I was ashamed that I felt this way. I felt like I wasn't supporting other women because I was having these feelings. And I really needed to decide what to do about it. And because I read all these studies, I knew I'm like, this is scarcity mindset. It's this idea that Natalie being published in Forbes actually takes away from my ability to be published in Forbes or that Natalie having a bigger reputation because her message is being shared on in a large publication to a bigger audience takes away from my message and my my status as an expert or as a thought leader. So that was all that was going on in my mind. But we know the truth is it's not rational, but it's really looking at the situation from scarcity that we both cannot be successful. And the truth is Forbes is a huge platform and her audience is different than mine. She writes about different things. So Natalie writes about how to build trust in your business with your customers and within your organization. And I write about the gender gap. So it's really probably going to be different people reading our articles. We have different clients and her ability to be successful and her ability to be in that publication did not take away at all from my ability to be in that publication and for me to use that to kind of grow my position as an expert, as a thought leader. So what did I do? So I recognized that I was literally stuck. I was that woman in that moment that doesn't support other women. I was letting my scarcity mindset take over and I had to decide what to do. So that feeling, it wasn't my fault. That scarcity mentality is an unconscious bias that pretty much everybody deals with. So that showed up for me um, and I can't control that that showed up. Those thoughts, they showed up for me. But what I can control is what I do about it. So I decided in that moment that I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And so what I did is I celebrated Natalie's success. So I sent her a text message with many emojis. 
I called her to congratulate her. I shared her article on my social media so that I could be in that celebration mode with her. And the thing that happened was pretty awesome. It almost kind of brought tears to my eyes because it is it was literally me walking the talk of sponsorship. So giving somebody the opportunity, pushing them out of the comfort zone and went and celebrating in their success with them. So it's almost like her success, her ability to be in Forbes and get her message out there. It was like, I felt like it was my success as well. And it really made me so happy. And a couple weeks later, I think it was about two weeks later, my article came out and I was really nervous. I was really excited. I was feeling all these things that Natalie had felt before when she got her voice, when she got her opinion on such a big platform and available to such a big audience. I was feeling all these things and it was a weird feeling. And the benefit that Natalie had done it before me is that I had somebody to celebrate my success with. So I immediately texted Natalie. I said, my article's out. She texts me back with all these emojis. And we're going from this kind of, oh, did this really happen? I can't believe my message is out there to having someone to celebrate that success with. And that was really powerful. So that was really the benefit of me just really recognizing that scarcity mindset, recognizing that unconscious bias for what it is. It is something that has been ingrained in our culture because you know what? There aren't that many women thought leaders. There aren't that many women in leadership positions. So we're kind of thought to look at the world out of scarcity, but as soon as I was able to shift it and look at it out of abundance and look at it as an opportunity to celebrate with her and for her us to be successful together, that really changed things for me. That helped me to manage my feelings. It helped me to manage my actions and it helped me to do things to actually support other women. But the story is not over yet. It gets even better. So after this happened, Natalie actually opened a very large door for me and created a huge opportunity for me to get in the door and share my with message with some even more influential people that I don't think I would have had access to if Natalie hadn't given me that opportunity and connected the dots for me so I could move forward with that. So I got a really great opportunity to connect with some new people, to share my message with them. Natalie was able to amplify her message, get it into Forbes, and the both of us are able to support each other, to really get our messages out there, hone in and kind of like push ourselves to be even more successful. So it's like, if she's successful, she can teach me the things that got her where she is. And if I learn something, I can share it with her and we can really build off each other. So it's not that her success takes away from mine. It's actually her success adds to mine and then mine adds to hers. And we really just build each other up together. So the moral of this story is, is that scarcity mindset is, an, is unconscious. It is often unconscious. You will automatically go to a place of scarcity. It is unconscious. Everybody has this. And it's easy to see it in other people. So it's easy to say when somebody else does this to you or you see somebody doing that to somebody else, it's easy to point the finger at them and say she doesn't support other women. But the truth is we all have these thoughts. And my challenge for you 
is before you point the finger at somebody else, I want to look you to look at yourself and really start to pay attention when these feelings of scarcity are showing up for you. And don't go down the shame spiral. So don't feel bad about it. So I actually initially when I started to feel like Natalie's success and Natalie's ability to publish in Forbes was actually taken away from my ability. When I started to feel that way, I started to feel ashamed a little bit. But I don't want you to feel that way. Just acknowledge it for what it is. Label it. So, okay, I'm feeling scarcity mindset right now. And then decide what you're going to do about it. Don't don't feel ashamed that you have these thoughts because they're automatic and they're unconscious. But as soon as you're aware of them, decide, how am I going to use this? Am I going to use this to move forward? Can I move forward with abundance or do I want to stay in this scarcity mindset? So get yourself out of abundance. Think about celebrating success. Think about taking action to support somebody else when you start to have these feelings and have when you have these thoughts because that is what it's really going to take for us to kind of break the cycle of women not supporting other women. So really start with yourself before you point the finger at somebody else. So I always want to end my podcast episodes with an action for you to take within 24 hours. So I want you to really notice in the next day when that scarcity mindset shows up for you. Just start to notice it and as soon as you notice it, decide to take action. Just be like, okay, my scarcity mindset's here right now. What am I going to do about it? And really kind of make it a conscious thought and make a conscious decision of how you're going to move forward. And that is how we're going to really get women supporting other women in the workplace. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Before you go, I wanted to tell you about my brand new Ambitious Everyday Journal. It's actually a PDF and it is totally free and it's a process that you can do over nine days that will help you figure out what ambition means to you and help you set goals that are aligned with your ambition so that you can feel fulfilled, you can feel like you want to do the work to make those goals happen. And this is actually the same process that I walk all of my clients through. So you know those clients that are bringing in $25 million deals for their company, clients that are going out and negotiating themselves $15,000 raises, this is where they all started in this exercise that I call what drives your ambition? So if you want to get your hands on that, head to andreajansen.com forward slash journal and grab yours today. Hey, if you're still listening to the podcast, if you've made it this far, I would probably assume that you're getting some value out of these weekly podcasts. And I would like to ask you a favor. If you could take a minute to give me a review on iTunes. So click on the podcast, give me some comments, give me some feedback because that helps spread the word about the Diversity at Work podcast and it helps to build more diversity champions and get people learning, get people curious about what it's really gonna take to close the gender gap. And after you've done that, if you still have some time, you could take a screenshot of the podcast and post it in your social media that can help spread the word as well. Thank you so much.